Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 88. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Episode 88. That is a good number. Okay, so eight is one of my most favorite numbers, and it's 88, so that's like double the fun, right? Like I'm a numbers person, okay? I count the stairs whenever I walk them. I believe certain numbers are special and magical. Like it's a whole thing. So now that you know that weird and interesting fact about me, we can move on with the show. (laughs) It's a good episode today for sure. Um, My guest, Susie Trigg Tucker, is a fellow Texan, and she is a business mindset coach. And we talk about um, consistency through social media. And um, quite frankly, she's a really special person. She's one of those people that, you know, during our interview, I was thinking, wow, I'm so thankful I get to do this because I met you, you know, and I just, I just, there's certain people, right. That come into our lives that we feel this connection with. We feel like we understand each other and she's definitely one of those people for me. So I'm so happy, happy, happy that you get to listen to her as well. And all of the knowledge she has to share and encouragement and, and words of wisdom she has to share about business, business mindset, uh, creating consistency through social media and so on and so forth. So that is coming up here in just a few minutes, but first order of business, very important. If you do not know, now you know that the wait list for summer 2021 enrollment of my membership, Small Biz Social Society is open. It opened last week, the wait list did. And um, if you have not joined the wait list, then you must do so because here's why. First of all, as soon as you join the wait list, you are going to immediately get um, my quick and quick keyword, quick and free training, how to batch Instagram reels immediately in your inbox as soon as you join the wait list. So that is pretty cool. And that training is like less than 12 minutes long. It's a video of yours truly just going through some steps to help you to be able to you know, batch your Instagram reels. And um, it's a really cool and smart way to be a little bit more efficient and a little bit more planned out in your um, content for Instagram. And you know that Instagram reels are really, really hot right now and a really powerful way to reach not only existing audience members of yours, but also new ones. So definitely you want to grab that free training. Um, Even if you're just now learning what the membership is, grab the free training. Like, why not? I mean, it's free. Let's do this. So (laughs) you can go to, you can go to several places. We're going to put the link in the show notes. You can go to um, uh, Small Biz Social Society on Instagram, of course, or on Facebook. You can go to my Instagram and get the link. You can go to uh, directly to brittanycrossan.com slash SBSS summer 2021. I mean, it's pretty easy to find. So get on that wait list because enrollment officially opens up on July 19th of 2021. And um, everybody on the wait list might just get a little a little something extra special uh, for being on the wait list, a little special offer, if you will, uh, whenever you go ahead and enroll in July. And um, I hope that you will go ahead and take advantage of this opportunity, not only to get the freebie and to get the special offer, 
Um, but to go ahead and get into the membership right now in the middle of the year, because it's not going to open back up again until the, the really close to the end of the year. So I don't want you to miss out on all this, you know, progress that you can be making, the things you can be learning, the people in the membership, by the way, are definitely the superstars. Not, it's not about me. It's about them. That's for sure. Um, you can, you know, get into this community, get to meeting other entrepreneurs and business owners that are like you, that want to step up their social media game. They want to stand out. They want to get out there in front of eyeballs and really um, attract people to them and uh, have some fun on social media as well. So get in there, get on that wait list. Do not delay. I don't want you to miss out on this opportunity. Um, next up that I wanted to mention to you is to basically give you some encouragement, right? You know, I love to do that. I love to encourage you. I love to give you hope. Okay. Cause we've all been through some shit. I've been through some shit. You've been th- through some shit. And, um, And when you come out the other side, I feel for me, I want to then turn around and spread that message, right? So whether it's about something like super deep and life-changing or maybe not, you know, whatever it is, I want to spread that to you to help you. Um, Because why not? Why are we not spreading more encouragement, more positivity in the world? Like, come on, let's get it together, everybody. So what I wanted to talk to you about today really quick is um, essentially just business building and business growth. You may have heard me talk about this recently, maybe in one of my emails that you got, or maybe on my Instagram posts, because I do love to talk about this. But essentially, I think that a lot of people, like, okay, how can I, okay, hang on, get it together, Brittany. So building a business, and then of course, you know, maybe later growing the business, that is both difficult and easy. (laughs) And I want to give you full perspective because I am in the middle of a growth period for my company, right? So we all, there's different phases as a business owner that we go through, right? You've got the beginning, which can be like crazy and stumbling through and like weird and learning and, and wild and all these things. And, um, you have time periods that are a little bit more calm, that are smooth sailing. It's not really super eventful, but you know, you're feeling at peace. Then you have times of growth where you're like, growing your business, you're gaining clients and customers, you're um, making more money. And it's very exciting, but it's very, um, uh, it can be very grueling and and labor intensive at times and all these things, right? But here's the deal. That whole thing, it's it's difficult, yet it's also not so difficult. And here's, here's what I mean by that. First of all, if you're building a business or brand, especially, you know, using social media, as you all probably are, as I am, um, you you do need to keep in mind that it's not like like it's going to take work. So that's what I mean by it can be di- it can feel difficult, right? It can feel like it's not that easy because you really have to like do shit. <laughs> okay? I think that because these days it is fairly simple to start a business. I mean, technically, I mean you can join um a, you know, a business where you do like social selling or network marketing. Um <laughs> pretty easily. And I have experience in, in that industry. I mean, that's what my wine business is. And, 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 um, I get it. It's easy. I mean, like you, you spend a couple hundred bucks to get started and bada bing, bada boom, you got a business, right? It's not like that hard, but here's the deal. There is hard work involved or whatever you want to call it. I call it hard work and some hustle to, 
to build and really make stuff happen. Like you have to actually put forth effort. You have to be at it and take it seriously and treat it like a business, no matter what kind of business that it is, whether you're selling products or services or whatever. Right. So that's where the work part comes in. That's where it's like, okay, you, it's, you got to actually do some shit and work hard and make things happen in your business. Nobody's going to do it for you. Right. But on the flip side, on the flip side, I want you to also remember when you're in those moments where it feels difficult and there's like a shit ton of them, right? We both know that. (laughs) There's plenty, plenty of difficult moments to go around for everyone. When you're feeling like it's difficult, when you're feeling a bit maybe even defeated or stressed or worried about building that business or about growing your business, just remember you have been through worse shit. All right. This is a little pep talk I give myself sometimes because like I said, my company's in the middle of a growth period, which is fabulous and amazing and wonderful, but it just means like a lot of work and it's just not like easy. Like, you know, got to spend extra time and make sure you're doing all the things. And whenever I am feeling frustrated or stressed or, or, um, overwhelmed or whatever, I tell myself, Brittany, now this is what I do. You do your thing. This is my pep talk. I'm like, Um, hello, Brittany, for like 16 years, um, off and on, you have been dealing with panic disorder and health anxiety and like that shit's way harder than this fucking business thing. Okay. You got through that. You're a warrior. You got through all of that shit so far. You've survived all of your crap days. And believe me, there were a lot of them when it comes to those struggles, And now you're going to be all stressed because, oh, I don't know if I can handle all of the business things I have to do today. Like, get it together, Brittany. Like, this is me basically talking shit to myself, yet inspiring myself simultaneously. Maybe you understand what I mean. And that's what, that's the way I'm able to give myself perspective. I think about all the really very extremely difficult days and times that I've been through in my own mental health struggles. And I think growing this business ain't shit compared to the stuff that you went through before, right? And I know that that can apply to so many of you out there. That's why I'm sharing this because it's not that I don't want to validate your feel like your your feelings of it growing or, or building a business being difficult and having really hard days are totally validated. Like it, it, it's true. It's, it's a real feeling and it's fine to have those feelings, but when you're ready to dig yourself out, like, you know, you, what is that quote we see on social media? Like you can cry for five minutes and then you got to be gangster or something like that. <laughs> like, give yourself a minute, feel those feelings, let it out, do what you got to do to be frustrated, stressed, um, have a cry. I don't know, whatever you got to do. And when you're ready to get your shit together and get back to work, that's when you're going to give yourself that pep talk. That's when you're going to remind yourself all of the hard shit that you've already been through, that you have survived because you have survived through all of it and all of the things that were way more difficult than building a business or growing a business. Serious life shit, okay? And remind yourself how strong you are that you got through that. You can get through this business thing. Come on now. Ain't no thing. I mean, there there are all kinds of people out there that have built amazing businesses, people that are smarter than you, people that are not smarter than you, for sure. (laughs) No offense to those people, but it's for sure. Um, It takes all kinds, all right? So know that you are totally one of those people. You can definitely do this. And, And 
and always encourage yourself and remind yourself all of the awesome things that you've done leading up to this point. And, you know, say, you know, if you think it sounds cheesy, whatevs, but I'm telling you it works. This is the kind of pep talk I give myself because there are way more serious things that I've been through than trying to juggle, you know, oh no, poor me. I have a new client. Oh, <laughs> you know, like, come on, you know, first world problems. Let's get it together. So I just wanted to spread that to you. Give yourself a pep talk when you need it. Know that you have been through some really hard shit and that you can totally handle this, this building, this business and brand on social media and doing all the things. Um, it's not rocket science. It just takes dedication. Um, it takes discipline. It takes um, some creativity or maybe some help from a creative friend or a community, hey, like the membership, um, and and really just being devoted to being consistent and putting your, your word out there into the world. I know you can do it. I'm here for you. I'm always here to cheer you on. I just hope that, that encouraged you and gave you a little fire under your ass today. I'm going to stop talking because I know that you are going to love Susie as much as I did. So coming up next is my interview with Susie Trick Tucker. Today's guest is a speaker, writer, and mindset coach. She works with ambitious entrepreneurs who want to make radical shifts in the world using their unique gifts. She believes the possibilities of online entrepreneurship are limitless, and often what keeps business owners stuck from their next level is simply the mind drama between their ears. I agree. And a fun <laughs> fact, you guys, she's a country girl. She lives on a ranch in Texas with cows, chickens, a donkey, rabbits, and dogs. And when she's not working, she's probably feeding a baby calf, Aww. helping her husband pick the garden or getting chased by her bully of a rooster, Red. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Susie Trigg-Tucker. Hello. Hey, Brittany. I'm so excited to be on with you today. Yes, you might hear Red in the background, just <laughs> FYI. So... <laughs> Shut up, Red. We're doing an interview. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I love that you are also in Texas. I am in Texas. I am south of Houston. Where are you at? In Bastrop. So about oh, 30 yeah. miles east of Austin. Yeah. Yeah, I know Bastrop. Um, cool. So my grandparents who are have both passed, but they um they lived in McDade. Okay. Yeah. So very and, close to here. Yeah. And so my childhood, like a huge percentage of it was spent in McDade, Texas. We would go. Did they have animals and things? Were they on a farm? You know, off and on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause they always had a little bit of property. And so like, sometimes there were cows. I, yeah. Um, sometimes there were cows in other locations. I would go like with my grandfather to go take the hay and the whole, you know, the whole the whole shebang. We would yeah. fish in the tank with a cane pole, you know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's my life over here. Country bumpkin. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. What a small world um, yeah. in such a big state. And so have, have you always lived um, like in a farm-esque environment? <laughs> well, my sort of my, I grew up with my dad's family they're ranchers by trade. Like that's what they do for a living. Um, so my dad was a rancher and my grandfather's a rancher. So yes, um, cattle ranching is like the family business, I guess. But I, funny enough, was like, this is not going to be my life. <laughs> I'm going to go to be in New York city and be a city girl. I've always called myself a country girl with a city girl heart. Yes. A big city. I love visiting right. cities. Um, funny enough, my husband is also, um, from here. He's my high school sweetheart and 
here I am back in Bastrop. So it all worked out well and amazing. But even when we got married, I was like, you know, we, I'm a subdivision kind of girl. I like neighbors. I like, you know, the kids to be able to ride their bike on the pavement and things. And so when he had this dream to build a house on, you know, family land and have animals, I was pretty opposed. And then now I can't imagine my life any other way. I love it so much. So Yes. To answer your question, pretty much always had country roots. That is so cool. Um, I'm having another, I'm having another Bastrop memory. We used to go to Bastrop state park and go to the pool all the time. That was, that was a very exciting outing for us. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, all these memories are flooding back in. So, um, yeah, so we have that in common. I love the city. I didn't grow up. I mean, like I say, visiting my grandparents out, out there, of course, but I grew up in, like you're saying, like subdivision, like, mm-hmm. you know, suburbs, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. life. And that's actually the life I live right now, but I'm with you. I love the city as well. I mean, come yeah. on. It's yes. too, nothing much more fun than, than going into a big city and having, having a day or having an outing yes. or whatever. Yes. And I still yeah. love it. I mean, we travel, you know, a lot and that's where like my heart tends to pull me to big cities to explore. And I'm a foodie. So I want to go to all the awesome restaurants in big cities. So yeah, I understand. Same, same. We have a lot in common. I love it. Um, I love it. We, another thing we have in common is, you know, when I was, whenever I was doing your intro a minute ago, whenever I was reading all your information, you know, a while back, well before we recorded, when you, whenever, let me see what I said. Um, working with ambitious entrepreneurs who want to make radical shifts in the world using their unique gifts. Like I couldn't have said it better myself. That's actually, I'm totally aligned with that. That's one of my main goals in my business too, is, is people using their gifts, using their existing talents and abilities and knowledge and all of that to then put it out into the world. And of course, help grow their life, their business, all the things. I love how we have that in common. Is that like, is that something, I'm sorry, I'm kind of getting sidetracked, but I'm getting excited to talk about this though. What made you... What you, what made you want to work with that type of entrepreneur, like really ambitious people that want to do like big things in the world and really exciting stuff? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting how I came to be where I am. I, it was, it's never been like a lifelong dream that I would work with entrepreneurs or anything like that. And I've never, I am recent, I'm a recent, I'm a new entrepreneur. Um, I just branched out on my own away from being an employee about, um, two years ago in June. So I was a teacher uh, and an elementary school teacher for 12 years. And I thought that's where I would spend the rest of my career at that time. I was so passionate. I actually got my master's degree to become a principal. And then when I had my own kids, I started really getting burned out in the teaching industry and education. And I just Um, my, I guess my big juicy, like when I was a kid, I'd always be like, I'm going to be an author. I want to be a writer. And that's been the big thing that I've always wanted to be. But, um, to make a long story short, I left the teaching field and took an opportunity in the wine industry, which was super fun. So for four years, I went into the wine industry and I taught sales teams, hospitality and relationship selling. So I would go train winery teams around the country and got to go to the most beautiful places and go train these teams on how to sell wine clubs through building relationships with customers. And it was, so I was definitely still using my teaching and coaching skills. Um, but I, 
in that time, like it was super fun, but I was traveling a lot. I had two little babies at home and I didn't feel, I guess something about me is I've always felt a deep sense of purpose in my life, even from a young child. Like I always was a deep person and really thrived on deeper connections with people. Um, haven't have not all have not been, I've never been someone who's really like into like surface level, fluffy (laughs) relationships. I want to go deep. Um, that's what like I thrive on connection. So that wasn't really serving my deeper fulfillment in that job, even though it was really fun. So an opportunity presented itself where I could do contract work for that company and still have a paycheck and then kind of branch out and see what I wanted to do. And my, I decided like now or never, I mean, I'm at that time I was 38 or 37. Um, I was like, I need to write my book. Like it's time. And so I went out into the world of online space. I started doing Instagram blogging and, and started a blog and started writing. And I realized very quickly that, okay, to be a speaker and a writer and make legitimate money from it, you have to have a platform. You have to have some credential. Like you can't just go out into the world and snap your fingers, even if you're really good and that be your job. So I, um, hired a life coach because I was like, what am I going to do with my, my life? And this person that I followed on Instagram is a life coach. And she was amazing. Like she helped me so very much. And I thought, wow, like this is something I could see myself doing at the time I was speaking about where I was in my journey. And that was learning to love myself in the body that I was in because I had struggled lifelong with disordered eating and body image stuff and perfectionism. And so that's what I was blogging about at the time. And I thought I can help people in a deeper way. So I, you know, figured out how to become a coach. You don't have to have um, a certification in this industry. So I started a coaching business and then 2020 hit and I lost all income from the wine industry because the wine industry shut down. And I kind of fell on my face, to be honest, for um, a few months, because I was like, I don't know how to do this business thing. I don't know how to be an entrepreneur. Um, But again, I hired another life coach during that time. And she helped me so much again, a different one. And then I decided, okay, I'm going to make this work. So I started having online workshops. And from there, started getting one-on-one clients. And I was helping women with all different things, women who wanted help with their body, women who want, you know, wanted to love themselves and their body, their relationships. But naturally I started hiring clients or getting clients that hired me that were wanting to shift what they were doing with their life. Maybe they were teachers like me who wanted to do something else, who were feeling pulled to something else. And I started getting entrepreneurs as my clients and I was reading my daily devotional one day and I came across this word in the, in the devotional Anava, which is the Hebrew translation for humility. And it was talking about this second side of humility that we don't talk about very much, which is that, you know, we, we think of humility as, um, not being too proud, that kind of thing, kind of, you know, not being too big, but our society has taken this and made it like, don't shine your light too bright, or you might, you know, like, make someone uncomfortable, that kind of thing. But this other side that I learned about was, we are given unique gifts and we have this divine playground of space to occupy. And 
when you occupy your gifts, you're not imposing yourself on others through resentment or anger or humiliation the way that you are when you try to stuff yourself to be something that you're not. And that clicked for me that those were the type of people I wanted to work with in the world, that it was so much bigger than me and so much bigger than them. And that the gifts we were given were meant to fill giant spaces. And so I knew from my own experience with my own limiting beliefs and stories and things like that, my own lack of confidence through building that through the journey I had been on in my career, in my personal life and in entrepreneurship that what keeps us stuck from those gifts are our beliefs, are our thoughts, are the things that we, um, stories that we have either owned that someone else planted in our mind or that we've created over time. And it became something that just felt so natural, so right. And that's the journey I've taken my coaching. And it's been, I mean, I just got off of a a session this morning where we wrapped up our time together and I literally am brought to tears because I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this. And these are the people that I get to work with. And this is the effect that it has not just on, on them, but on their clients then and their work and every, so there's people that this work is touching that I'll never even meet. And it just feels like, I mean, not to sound (laughs) cheesy or anything, but it just feels like it's such a miracle to be able to do this work. And yeah, that's a long, long uh, way around that question, Brittany, but that's how I got where I am. Uh, I think we just became best friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. I mean, you said about a gajillion things where I was like, oh my God, yes, me too. Oh yes. Oh yes. 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 Me too. Yes. I agree. I mean, seriously, we were meant to meet. I really believe that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on, on all of that. I too am a person that has always felt a deep sense of purpose. Um, definitely deep. Yeah. Like since childhood, like some sort of, some, major shit's definitely going to happen. Like it's all, it's just always, um, always been a thing for me. And it's something that, um, I don't know if you agree, like when you're that kind of person, it's, it's not always easy to, easy to articulate, especially to not just anyone, if that makes sense. And it's not because of anything that you're, you're not trying to be negative or, or secretive or anything, but just, it's hard to even explain to people that don't get it whenever you have that kind of deep sense of purpose in your life. Right. Yeah, I totally hear you. And I wonder if it's that there's a perceived judgment that comes along with that, you know, and it's kind of like the idea of partially we are hesitant to bring it up to people who don't understand or fear that people won't understand how big it is because are we okay to be that big? Like, is it okay if we're fully as big as we know we can be? And that is what my work is about is like, yes, yes, you are meant to be that big. Like, yes, you are meant to take up that space. And so, but I, but I understand. And I think that that's where a lot of people who have that deep knowing, inner knowing that you are made for something big, you are made for big impact. Um, Sometimes we have been taught over time, especially if we recognize this as a young child, um, that you, well, maybe you need to simmer down a little bit. You know, a lot of my clients have told me things like, you know, they were told when they were young, like you're too much, you know, you're too sensitive, like you, you're too emotional yes, and things like that. And so those type of statements, even though probably the person who made them never intended, you know, harm sure. have caused us to feel that we should not shine as brightly, but yes. we definitely should shine that brightly. <laughs> 
I agree with you 100%. It actually makes me think of, um, you know, like things I experienced in parenting, you know, which you, I'm sure you understand. Like I, I, I'm very careful with my words in certain situations, um, particularly for, for uh, my son, just because I think, you know, kid, maybe kids are, well, obviously they're different from each other, even if they grow up in the same household, but also you never know like what phase a kid is in and what they need at what time and all that, you know, at what time in their life. And um, I've had those situations a lot lately with him. And I'm, I'm that's one thing I will proudly uh, proclaim that I'm good at is, is choosing my words carefully as to not hopefully dimmer that shine that comes from him. So yeah, you're right. Like, and I remember feeling that way as a kid too, being like, I mean, I have all these really cool ideas and I think I'm really amazing, but maybe I shouldn't just shout it from the rooftops just yet. But you know, what's so funny is that I love to use Kanye West as an example. I'm sorry. I know, I know love him (laughs) or hate him. We got to (laughs) say he stands up and he's like, I am the king or I don't know, whatever he says. And I got to give him some props for that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, do you know what's so interesting about that? I love that you use that example, but what's <laughs> interesting about it is, okay. Like a, some people who are really upset by personalities like that, it's yeah. like holding up a mirror to what you are insecure about. Like, not that you want to be like that. You may not want to be exactly. Yeah. Yeah. May not want to call yourself Jesus, but anyway, (laughs) sure. Sure. You, you, but, but just that, that confidence, that level of confidence can, can upset some people because it's the mirror of what you feel not as bold to be. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so good. Like I know we're not, we haven't even, we haven't even dove into the actual topic we're going to talk about, but this is great. Like we could just talk about this all day. (laughs) I know. And I want to say really quickly that I read that post about your son and I resonated so deeply um, because I have a daughter that, that is, you know, a bold personality that has big feelings and that some people like to make those comments about being too much or this, that, and the other. And I am fiercely protective of like you, the words that I choose and the words that I let others that are, you know, like parents, I mean, grandparents or, you know, family members say, um, or if they do say that conversations and communication that I open up with my daughter about that, even she's six. So at a young age to help her understand that that doesn't mean anything about her. Um, yeah. so just wanted to comment on that. Cause I, I deeply resonated with that post about your son. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been a not so easy time as, as a parent, whenever you see your kids going through anything, right? Like that's going to apply probably, unfortunately, a lot of times over the years and, uh, we just have to do our best, but I do believe that, um, in what you're saying and that, that so much of it when it comes to parenthood specifically is, is, is um, letting them be them and letting them shine and encouraging that and all the love you can possibly, possibly yeah. give. But um, okay. Okay. I guess we can talk more business. <laughs> Although I would maybe rather talk about all that all day. Um, <laughs> so, okay. But for real though, so we, we were talking about before, before we started recording, we decided we would um, chat about uh, creating and building confidence. Right. And so you were talking about how you can do that through social media. 
Mm-hmm. Um, consistency though, being consistent yes. on social media, which is something that I'm so glad. The reason why I want to talk to you about that specific topic is because it's something that I already have talked about, um, to my audiences about being consistent and, and the power behind that and what it can do for your life, your business, all that jazz. And I, I want them to hear it from you and in yeah. from your perspective. So what's your, what are your thoughts on that? Let's just dive in. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think that sometimes, especially if you're new to the online business world that you think you have this thought that's like, well, when I get to this many followers or when I get to this level of audience, then, and you fill in the blank, maybe it's, then I'll show up more Then people will, you know, whatever your thought is, whatever story you tell yourself about that. And the truth is, or you, maybe you'll think when I get to this level of, of followers, I'll be more confident is a one that I hear a lot. My confidence will come with growth, like f- follower growth or audience growth or client growth or whatever. Right. And it's, it's so opposite. It's so opposite. Um, because here's what happens. And this is kind of the model that we have been taught in society and school and things like that is like, if we do the thing, like get the audience, then we can have that following and then we can be confident. We can do it, then we can have it, and then we can be it. But that never happens, does it? Right. We, we can do it. You can muscle your way there. I mean, there are plenty of ways to get followers and, you know, get that number up or have, get clients and muscle your way there. But if you're expecting that that is going to bring you the confidence that you want, um, you are going to fall short every time. And I know this because I'm an extremely ambitious person. Um, before I came to all of the things that we've already talked about, if you looked at my resume, I was like, okay, on paper, I had checked the boxes, you know, college in four years, check marriage, car, babies, house, master's degree, on and on, right? But I was falling flat and falling still a very unconfident person, even though I may have appeared that way outwardly inside, I was not confident and inside I was not sure of myself. And that is why I kept throwing spaghetti at the wall, if you will, up to figure out what would bring the confidence, what would bring the fulfillment. What I have learned and how social media has helped me with this in entrepreneurship is that the model is backwards. We have to be what we want to be now. We don't have to wait for the milestone. And then when we're being that, we're still going to do things. We still have to take action. But from the place of being confident, if you want to be confident, then showing up on social media and then having that confidence, it's like you can hold it when you have it versus like it's fleeting. Because when you muscle or hustle your way to something, um, when you get that success, it feels very fleeting. Like it just slips through your fingers, but this model of showing, of being confident, then showing up on social media enough times and consistently, then you will ha- be confident and you'll be able to hold it. And you'll be able to then have the clients and have the success and you can hold it. It doesn't feel fleeting. You won't find yourself throwing spaghetti at the wall or chasing the next milestone. You'll really be able to feel that I hear entrepreneurs say all the time, I just want to feel content. I just want to feel fulfilled. I just want to feel, um, you know, joyful. And I'm like, then you have to be that 
now and confidence for us as online entrepreneurs and social media being where our businesses are is key. It's key. You have to have the confidence to do the things and doing it from confidence makes a a world of a difference versus doing it from, I hate this, but I'm going to make myself do it. And then I'm never going to do it again for three more weeks, or I'm going to ghost for a month or I'm going to, you know, whatever. Right, right, right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Ah, so many good things there. Um, I'm totally with you on that. And, and do you, I want to know if you agree. I think you probably will. I think that, and just it, this could apply to like a gazillion things in life, I guess. But since we're talking about online entrepreneurs, of course, I think that a lot of people that are venturing out to have these businesses and be online and do the social media thing and all the things, I think a lot of people that do have some issues with the confidence and all that, maybe they think that other people just know so much more than them, right? Like, don't we, we've all probably been there where it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, I'm not really an expert. I just, I only know this, that, this, that a gajillion things, right? Like all these things, you know, and it's so funny, like it, but we still don't always recognize that we think that surely everybody else is smarter. Surely they know something. I don't know. There's gotta be some sort of secret I'm not in on. And right. I mean, I, I know I've, I've been through that in the past. I'm sure that lots of people you talk to have been through that. I wonder why we do that. Why do we just assume that we're less than, yeah, you know? Yeah. I, Yes. I, yes. Like, I feel like this is the question I've been asking myself since doing this and what you said, it made me think of, um, I have heard so many entrepreneurs say this, but this person in my industry, she just has it. And I bet people look at you, Brittany, and think that about you, like seeing your confidence, um, in, in your TikTok and all of the things that you do in your performances. And they just think, but you can do that because you have it like you, you're confident. Right. As if you were just innately like born with it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you were definitely born, like we were all born with different traits and personality traits, but confidence, you know, like your, your talent of dancing or your talent of performing doesn't necessarily come with built-in confidence. Right. And your confidence, unfortunately, can be stripped away really quick, uh, especially yes. when you're like younger and impressionable, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. And so what, what I want to say today regarding consistency and confidence in social media is confidence is created through consistency because every time, and, and here's why, when you show up, okay, so if you feel, first of all, let me back up. When I teach this, I teach that you need to feel really good about what you're doing. Now, people will say, well, like good is not the same. Like I feel uncomfortable doing this. So that's not good, but I beg to differ. I want you to feel the discomfort. If you feel uncomfortable with what you're doing, then that is a good sign. But if you feel out of alignment, it's a real fine line. And it's one of the like teaching points is what feels out of alignment is you kind of get that sense of like icky, like "Mm, this Mm -hmm. there you, and I feel as women, we know we do, we have the intuition to know. And I know men do too, but we, we layer so much judgment on top of it that it's hard to hear sometimes, but you know, in your gut. And I hear every one of my clients say this, I knew that wasn't the right choice. I knew I should have done that, but we, we layer on the judgment and other people's opinions and what we think is expected of us. And we kind of override that, but you know, when it's kind of that ick factor and you're like, this is not for me versus 
I really want to do this, but it makes me so scared out of my mind (laughs) or it makes me uncomfortable. And I am for the camp of if it makes you uncomfortable and it makes you scared out of your mind, but there's that same voice that tells you no says, what if, and we're always what ifing, what if, and we tend to go, like you said, toward that negative. Um, and I think that that's systems and societies that have like implanted that. And as I'm not really sure, I don't have the answer to that, but there's always the other side of what if, right. and if that other side of what if lights you up, that is the sauce, right? Yeah. So when you come to social media, the first thing is like step number one is feeling good about what you're doing. So some people like posting because they like to write. Some people like being, you know, in stories or lives or TikTok or whatever it is, like whatever you're feeling like you like it, it feels good to you because the key is that you like it enough that you'll show up to do it. If you hate it and your body is like, <laughs> yes, probably going to be inconsistent. So key number one is do what feels fun. We were talking about this before we started recording, like fun is part of this business, which yep. I mean, hello, how amazing is that? I mean, yes. when I was an employee, I feel like fun was never a prerequisite, um, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So feel good about what you're going to do or what you're going to say and you know, where it's coming from. And that's part of, you got to choose to be that you got to choose to feel good about like that. Right. Following that, that yes, following that excitement. And then you have to also be willing to experience the vulnerability hangover that's going to come with it. This is key. Okay. Uh Everyone ears up, write this down. Yes. (laughs) The key to consistency and the key to um, confidence in social media is being willing to experience after you hit send on something you felt really good about after you hit post that you're going to go, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This feels really bad now. Should I delete this? Yes. My, My, you know, pastor's wife might see this, my little, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and those feelings. Okay. Cause we're taught again, systems and societies that you don't want to feel, um, scared or, you know, anxious or, um, like humiliated or defeated or embarrassed. We're taught that those are really horrible things to feel, but the truth is if you're willing to experience those emotions and know that they won't sweep you away and make you null and void, that is why you'll show up again. So the actual key to all of this is you have to be willing to have self-trust. Trust that you're following that, even if it's very tiny, that like voice of like, but this, what, what if this, how cool would that be? How exciting would that be? How much would that serve your purpose and your talents? And even though you might feel embarrassed or humiliated, or somebody might make a negative comment, it's still worth it because this is you shining your light because for the people that are going to be like, yes, hell yes, girl. Yes. Those are the people that you're going to keep coming back for and for yourself. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. It does. It all makes t- perfect sense. It's extremely wonderful advice. I'm, I'm relating to it like crazy. Like I have a, I'll share a, a personal story of something that just happened the other day. Um, 
because believe it or not, speaking of confidence, I, I am a confident person. And I would say that it, it I do, I, I do lean more naturally toward confidence, but even when I'm a good example of, even when you feel like you're a little more quote unquote, naturally confident, you still have just as many shaky moments as somebody else. And you have to, you know, build it back up. So maybe I've just gotten good at, at knowing like, you know, these things in my mind and building it back up and, and, and all that jazz. But anyway, the point being is that even as a pretty confident gal, um, it's funny. And as a performer, I still get uh, nervous, right? I still get nerves. Um, I haven't done theater in, in, in like four years, but even then after years of that, you get in front of that audience, you still feel like almost like you're just going to puke, right? Like it's just, ugh. but I mean, of course it's exciting. You do it and it's fun. Um, and I still have that today in certain instances, whenever, even just virtually, maybe it's a training or whatever. And the other day I, um, I was, well, we were in Las Vegas, we were out of town and I was invited to speak for a Peloton event, which was like, a, it's a big deal over here in the cross and household like, <laughs> to yes. get invited for something like that. And they're like, thousands of people will watch and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, even, you know, even me as somebody that wants to perform and I, I think it's just good to share this. So people understand, will feel like it's normal. You're going to have these moments because I remember sitting there, we were in our hotel room. We had to get all the stuff set up. It was kind of a mess. Honestly, the internet didn't work. Oh my gosh. That's a whole other story. But the feeling I felt, I mean, even me, I even got up from the chair for a second and told my husband, Ryan, I was like, I don't, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't, I feel sick. I feel sick. I can only do this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I should, maybe I shouldn't be admitting this. Maybe I should just play it, play it cool. But um, anyway, it no. went fine. It went fine. Like you said. And then after, I mean, cause, uh, cause, because like you said, it was, I wanted to do it. It just scared me. And it's just right. a lot of hype, obviously a lot of buildup and it's just a little nerve wracking. And then once it was done, it was like this release, a relief, a happiness, pr pride, you know, all the wonderful things that come after you finally do something like that. So I, I wanted to share that because I feel like all different kinds of people should share those stories, right? You, we all go through it. And, but if you have that thing tugging at your heart, like you said, saying, but what if this cool thing happened because of that, yes. you know, I'm so glad you shared that because if you had not been willing to feel those negative feelings beforehand, yeah. If you hadn't been willing for that and you had to shut the whole, you know, operation down, yeah. then you wouldn't have been able to tap in to the wonderful feelings that followed. Yeah. And I think, so the key, the secret, the sauce to showing up consistently on social media to build confidence is willingness to feel yeah. the, the fear Yeah. and do it anyway, feel because it's it worth anyway the what if, I mean, that's like, you know, I, that's definitely not my quote. I don't know whose quote it is, feel the fear, right. do it anyway. <laughs> but, but it is the, it is the deal, right? It's like, if, and so if you're willing to feel like, if you're willing to feel, oh, stung, if somebody like commented something negative on your post, if you're yeah. willing to feel that for the potentially thousands of people that you can reach that will be like, hell yes, girl, I resonate with this. Me too. All the things. If you're willing to feel that one sting yeah. to tap into what's on the other side of that, you will show up again. So it's not to say that when you show up again, you may not feel like mm, again, but that's <laughs> what builds the confidence is yep. every, that's the consistency. So every time you're willing to show up and feel the, then you are <laughs> 
creating confidence. It's right. not an, an innate trait that some people are just born with and some people are not. Um, definitely there are personalities that probably are more willing to like, you know, if you're a performer, for example, you probably have that natural, like, but like you said, even performers and probably even like the most famous people that are performing still get the yep. performance anxiety, totally. you're willing to sit with that anxiety to get what's on the other side. Right, you're willing right. to sit with that fear. And that is the key. That's what's going to keep you showing up. It's what's going to keep you from, you know, at every level, going to the next level of yourself, pushing yourself to the next idea that feels so far out and so big. Because the truth is, I mean, I consider myself to be a really confident person, but every time I'm ready to go to that next level, I bump up against the same exact stories. And the fact that I was willing to go through the, the kind of murky waters to get to this level are what gets me to go to the next level. Like yes, murky waters. I've been here before, but I know that. And, and the bigger that I go, like I'm writing a book proposal right now, the bigger that I go, the waters get pretty deep and <laughs> they get murky mm-hmm. and I'm there going, can I do this? And I just have to remember, like one of the phrases I use a lot with my clients is you got to have your own back because oh. I got to be the one that says to myself, listen, you've done this you know, these murky waters and they feel deeper and they feel darker right now and they feel scarier, but you have been here. You can do this. And what's on the other side is worth it. And I think that's why mindset work as an entrepreneur is so important because if you don't have your own back, it doesn't matter who else is telling you how amazing you are. It's going to not feel the same. It's not going to be as easy to rise if you don't have your own back in that way. Right. Oh my gosh. I was getting chills. I saw this is, yes, I'm totally with you on that. And you're, and you're right about having your own back. Um, because you know, you're, you're bound to end up in situations where it at least feels like nobody else does. And it's not because you're necessarily surrounded by horrible people or anybody's being, you know, intentionally bad to you or anything like that. But bottom line is that, you know, you are, you are there for yourself because, everybody has life. Everybody's got things going on and there's going to be those situations. You can't just lean on other people all the time. And because it's, it's not sustainable. It's kind of like, it's kind of like what you were saying about, um, which I'm so glad you said it about like doing the kind of like creating and sharing the kind of content in the type of place that you enjoy, because then you can sustain it. You know, otherwise you probably quit. I say that all the time and it's the same, same idea, right? If we're just totally leaning on others, but we don't actually have that deep belief in ourselves, that it's not, you can't sustain that. It's not going to keep you going for the long haul. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah. It's, it's so true in online business. I mean, I feel like probably any business, but online business is what I know and online business, you know, I, I hear people say like, it's dog eat dog. Like there's, it's too crowded. Like the comparison and imposter syndrome, all of those things. I hear that so much. And my thought is like, yeah, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not willing to have your own back, those things will feel very true in this space, right? Yeah. Because I mean, it, like I said in, in the bio, or you said in the bio, like we're, we have limitless opportunity here in the online world. Right. I mean, I can work with someone in London and I can work, we can work with people all around the, the world. And um, just the reach that you have is so in, incredible, but yeah, you have to be willing to, to have your own back because, um, 
you can't, you can't count on others to have it for you. Cause it's even if they do, like, it's not the same, right? <laughs> not the same. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> and, it, and it all does kind of boil down to the, the being able to trust yourself and, and it get, boils down to the occupying your space and recognizing your gifts. And you were talking about sustain being sustainable. And that's kind of, you know, what I'm really on fire for right now is I actually just did a live right before this talking about this, the people that I want to work with you, like the people that are, that we are here because there's something bigger and we want to leave a legacy. We want to leave a legacy here. Yeah. We are going to be the people that are still not, not just still standing in three years, five years, 15 years, 10 years, 20 years, but leading the way. And the way to do that is by leading ourselves and by leading ourselves starts with something as what we could call as small or simple as showing up consistently on social media. If this is where your people are. Right. And leading ourselves in that way and celebrating when you go live for the first time, like, okay. So like what I'm trying to say is celebrating and validating yourself at every step yeah. of the way is how you're going to be the, the person who leaves the legacy. Cause you're going to be able to sustain, yep. you're going to, you're going to trust yourself to do what feels good in your business. It feels good enough that you'll consistently do it. And you're going to celebrate and validate yourself at every one of those markers. And that's how you sustain, because like I said, you can muscle your way there, but that equals burnout. And that equals like, you know, starting like going to another goal. Right. Um, I like to look at this, like in the sense of like, if you're going, I've never climbed like a huge mountain, but I have gone <laughs> hiking a lot. And when you're going hiking and you're at the bottom and like your only goal is the top, right? Like that's so daunting. It's, it's like, okay. Like if I just figure out how to get there the fastest and most efficient, you're going to miss every like rest point that there's an amazing view. Yeah. or a cool rock or like an awesome flower or whatever that you're missing. And so in this business world, it's about doing what feels good, taking those points at every, I call it like the entrepreneurial roller coaster. And on every plot point, being willing to say like, have my back here. I'm willing to be, you know, confident enough to show up here, even though it may feel like it's hard right now. And that's, who's going to sustain in this business on the world of online business. Oh, so good. I thank you so much. That's so wonderful. I, 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 oh, sorry. I'm kind of speechless because I'm just like totally aligned with every single word that came out of your mouth. Thank you so much. So before, okay, before we go, maybe a good way to kind of wrap it up is to give some words of wisdom, words of encouragement, or even tips to somebody out there who needed to hear this today. And I know so many people did. So that's why I'm so thankful that you're here. Um, somebody that needs to, needs to make this commitment needs to be more consistent on social media. They know it. They want to, they have these fears. What the heck am I supposed to do? Am I good enough? All this stuff. Like what, what are your words to that person listening right now to get them really rocking and rolling? Okay. So hang with me because this might sound a little cheesy, but I want you to summon the worst thing you can imagine. So humiliation, maybe, okay. Or like judgment or somebody might leave a nasty comment or right. Like whatever right. it is that you're, that's keeping you back. Right. I want you to like summon that feeling and find it in your body. 
because our emotions are in our body. So if it's like anxiety, maybe you feel it like right in the base of your throat. And when I do this with clients, like when I ask you to summon it, it's pretty easy. Most of us can summon those feelings. And I want you to close your eyes and breathe through it. And maybe you tell yourself something like, it's safe, I'm safe, or this is okay, or I'm following my self-trust, something you want to tell yourself that feels good to you. Again, having having your own back. What I want you to notice, and trust me on this, just trust me on this, because I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but in a few minutes, you're going to feel that that emotion has dissipated. And you're going to feel as if you have like a, a dial on an old school radio that you're turning up, even if it's just going from like feeling the fear of humiliation to feeling um, neutral about it. Okay. That's better. You don't have to necessarily go from like, I'm going to feel humiliated to I'm going to feel, you know, a thousand percent confidence, confident. But when you can show yourself that, Hey, maybe it's not so bad to sit with anxiety for a few minutes, or maybe it's not so awful to feel that feeling of somebody's going to judge me. That is what I want you to do, to be willing to experience it on your own in the privacy without being like public facing Mm -hmm. and know that it's not going to make you cease to exist. It's not going to take you away. You're still going to be there. And then I want you to look at yourself when you, and you will, you'll feel the feeling start to dissipate. I want you to tell yourself like, I am so strong and I'm so worth showing up because not only am I worth using my gifts that I've been given, but there are people out there that need this, that need this service. So any another uh, tip that goes along with this is anytime I feel that way, I go to service because if I'm showing up to serve, it it makes the yuckies go away. (laughs) So doing that like physical activity and then thinking about the people who, if you don't show up, they may need this message today. And if you choose not to show up, you're like taking that away from them. Right. That is powerful. That is really powerful. That's wonderful. That's, that's the most powerful, perfect way to end. Thank you so much, Susie, for being here. Tell everybody though, before we go, tell them how to find you. Uh, we're going to have it in show notes, but I want you to tell everybody where they can follow you. Cause you guys have to obviously <laughs> follow Susie and, and, um, find you and connect with you everywhere. Yeah. So I am at Susie, S-U-S-I-E, Trig, T-R-I-G-G, Tucker, um, everywhere. So at Susie Trig Tucker, I mostly hang out on Instagram, but I'm also other places. So um, I'd love to connect with you all. And Brittany, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. No, thank you. This was amazing. I needed this. Selfishly, I needed this talk. (laughs) It really helped me today. So thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.